You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right. gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. My name is Mike Lunsford, and this is At The Diner on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. You can find us on our website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. We are on pretty much every streaming service out there. So if you're listening on the website right now and you're like, man, I wish they were on Spotify. Hey, you don't have to wish because we are. We're also on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. Pretty much everywhere that you would want to find your podcasts. Tonight, we're talking Star Wars. In fact, we're going to be talking the sequel trilogy. That would be um, The Force Awakens, uh, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. And joining me in this rousing Star Wars conversation this evening, I have the guy who helped found GGR back in 2014 and was the first co-host and really has been the only other person other than myself that has been on pretty much every episode of GGR Pirate Radio. His name is Steve Monick. I like to think of myself as the Poe Dameron to your Ray, Mike. I can deal with that. And if <laughs> and if I'm going to be Ray and you're going to be Poe, then that would make this next guy Chewbacca, obviously. You know I'll him. Take it. You love him. He's tall. He's he's pretty hairy. Yeah. yeah Has been known true. to rip droids' arms right out of their socket when he loses that hollow uh, chest. His name is James Rambo. Ahoy, ahoy. Guys, we're all friends here. We're all Star Wars fans. I I want to get this little <laughs> diatribe. The long, the long pause. Yeah. Like, and that's what, it. What is so going? thanks for joining us on yeah. uh, the Great Geek Refuge. A bunch of guys teasing you about Star Wars and then never talking about it. That's kind of like what J.J. Abrams did. So the reason I say that and the reason I had the long pause is because I wanted to make sure my words were measured with this. I found myself with these trilogies or with this particular trilogy, the sequel trilogy, wanting them to be amazing, wanting them to be awesome, but not more for, for no more reason other than, God, I wanted it to shut people up. Ultimately, I went and saw every single one of these movies in the theater because Star Wars gets special placement. I, I haven't gone to the movies uh, like I used to when I was younger uh, a lot. And now because of coronavirus, you can't. But I made a point of going to see every single Star Wars movie that's been released in the theater. 
there was so much hate and vitriol and rage about these movies. In, in fact, the internet wasn't as prevalent back when the prequels came out, but apparently that rage was was there too. And it just makes me wonder, what is it about Star Wars that, that makes people so angry about interpretations of it? With these movies, I wanted to love them. I wanted to just like shout on, on top of a mountain how great they were and how wonderful they were. But in the end, I, I was just lukewarm, pardon the pun, um, to <laughs> The Force Awakens. Um, I really enjoyed The Last Jedi. Um, and Rise of Skywalker felt rushed and really, really busy. Like, it felt like if you were trying to take... I don't know if you guys have ever run into this, but if you have anybody who's um, a friend of yours and they're explaining to you the plot of a movie and they'll start telling it to you in a linear fashion, but then they forget something, so they go back and they tell you another part. Oh, and I forgot to mention that this happened, too. That's what <laughs> Rise of Skywalker felt like. It's like, okay, so Ray's here. Oh, yeah, and by the way, uh, Ray's uh, uh, Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's alive, too, by the way. He's a clone. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. You're like, yeah, oh, oh, light, see, light speed skipping. Never mind. We're not going to bother with that. Never mind. With no time. No time. Let's move. Let's move. <laughs> That's what Rise of Skywalker felt like. And, like, I didn't, I didn't want to come on on the airwaves here and be like, I was disappointed by this movie because honestly, I didn't want to give any internet troll. I didn't want to give any of these fucking angry fanboys any fuel whatsoever. Cause then they're just going to be like, see, I told you, I told you. Cause I literally had people before the movie even came out who were saying, Oh, I saw this guy on YouTube say that this happens in the movie. And I'm like, it's not even out yet. Nobody's seen it. Like, Oh, and they said that this is going to happen. And, like, something ridiculous. Like, and it just, it, it made me so mad. And I wanted to love this movie. I wanted it to be amazing. And it was just, eh. And, like, Rise of Skywalker was like that. Last Jedi was the only one I felt like was defensible. Force Awakens was fun. And it had been so long since we'd had a Star Wars release. It was kind of like, it, it just got a free pass. But I want to start with, with Steve, and then we'll go to Rambo here. Overall, and then we'll get into more specifics here. Overall, what was like takeaways? Like, what did you? How did you feel about the trilogy as a whole? As a whole, um, I think I really do agree with kind of your overall assessment of at my core because I've loved Star Wars my entire life. I've read a number of novels, uh, the, the comic books. I've seen all the movies in the theaters. You know, it's a tradition where you know I go see the films in the theaters with my mom and brother, you know, so I had this deep seated desire to like them. So I want to come right up front and say that I know that colored my perception of the films. Uh, there's all those elements of nostalgia and, and want, and I, I just wanted the films to be amazing. So much like you were saying, Mike, where I wanted to like them to the kind of, get back at the naysayers almost to agree. I, I think that's kind of the way you were, you were putting it is to say like, I convinced myself that I liked the films. And I think there's a ton of redeeming elements. I think there's a lot of fun and interesting characters. Um, I think there is some stuff in those films that is at the heart of star Wars. But all that being said, they are by no means a uh, perfect films. There's a lot that they left on the table. And again, we, we brought up JJ Abrams. It, it's a lot like Lost. There was a lot of great setup. There was a lot of stuff that could have paid off and been 
truly amazing and game-changing and kind of revolutionary in, in some certain ways, um, especially with some of the stuff they kind of started setting up with um, Kylo Ren and Rey and, and, you know, this mystery box that they laid out there, and it did kind of fizzle, and then you were left with Rise of Skywalker trying to do the same thing that season six of lost did. it's like okay we have about 47 different plot lines we have to wrap up and we have a very limited time to do it let's see we gotta um, do the desmond thing we gotta do the smoke monster there's the hatch um we gotta figure out what's going on with Locke. we got the thing with jack we got the thing with kate um don't forget we included time travel as season oh, shit, two. Time why would you do that why do we do yeah. that yeah <laughs> who would what would who would greenlit that crap like and it's just there, there's so much left on the table where i'm sitting there thinking like you know, we've done the rewrite. You know, you mentioned our, our early podcast about the prequel trilogy and kind of taking all those core elements of the prequels that were awesome and then tweaking and tinkering and, you know, kind of reorganizing them in a couple of different ways and coming up with something that if we had gone to the theater and seen that, we would have, again, enjoyed that a far bit more because there's a lot of great pieces there, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a great film or a great trilogy or or a perfect film so did i like them yes i liked them i liked all three films uh to to various degrees um and i wanted to like them and i did like them and yeah. I, I'm, I'm not ashamed of that but at the same time they're not better than the original trilogy i i think i liked both rogue one and solo more than than these films um and i i just I, poor finn you know what this guy, I mean, he had more potential, I think, than anyone. And God, they just didn't do nothing with that guy. I mean, yeah. they just kind of just dragged him along for three films. And, and that's what I mean. Like, he's a microcosm of the trilogy as a whole. There's a stormtrooper who morally objects to being a stormtrooper. And that was the coolest thing that ever happened. That was done in the first 15 minutes of the first film. Yeah. And nothing else really interesting happened with the dude. And I wanted it. I wanted it so bad to be an awesome thing that happened. That's kind of how I felt about the whole trilogy. I think that that's, yeah, spot on. And and I want to touch on something real quick, and then we'll get into Rambo's thing. The there there's like pieces, fragments of awesome shit in these. There's a lot of really cool concepts and a lot of really cool ideas that are not fully fleshed out. And I'll tell you, you know, one of my favorite parts of Rise of Skywalker is something that was mentioned but didn't even happen. Because when Lando shows up, and first off, like that dude, like just. Even even in his excel, you know, his older age than when, you know, we last saw him in Return of the Jedi. F fucking Billy D. Williams is smooth as shit. Like, he's just like, he's like, hey there, kids. How are you? I'm Billy D. Williams. Who wants a Colt 45? And I'm like, I do. Like, he he was so smooth. And his he had one line that nailed it. And I was more interested in what that line had to say than the rest of the movie. When they're like, oh, we're looking for this ship. Uh, and we're looking for this dagger and it was, you know, Luke Skywalker was looking for it. And he just looks at them. And he's like, of course he was. I was here with him. I was like, I want that to be a movie. That would be more fucking interesting than what's fucking going on right now. Like, I want to see all that in between shit. Now, you, you would literally have to, like, digitally make Mark Hamill all over again. Same thing with Billy D. Williams. But, like, that's the stuff I want. I'm more interested in the shit that we are not seeing. And, like... The, th the, the stuff left on the table, I think, is what irritates me the most. But Rambo, give us give us your take on this, man. Like, as a whole, what did you think of the trilogy? 
Um, I think that overall it is not dissimilar from the uh, original trilogy in so much as uh, first one's pretty good. The second one is certainly the most significant and long-lasting. And then the third one happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, the third one is, it's, it's a movie. That sure um, was a movie. That <laughs> sure was a movie. Um, do you do you want just sort of my overall take of, of the trilogy now, and we'll get into more detail in a second? Or Yes, because what okay. we're going to do is we're giving our, our kind of like 100-yard um, view, like above looking down on the whole thing. We'll get into detail, and then the second episode, we're going to be like, okay, so now we're going to fix this shit. So. Um, it seemed very clear to me that J.J. Abrams thought he was going to be making three movies. <laughs> and... When he didn't do the second one, but then got a chance to make the third, he's like, oh, I can make all three of my movies. Because it fucking, like, Ryan Skywalker opens with a major plot point that doesn't happen on screen. Which apparently, I just read, it happened, like, uh, the uh, uh, Palpatine's, like, uh, um, like, portent message to the universe. Do you, you know that actually happened? They actually did that. Why didn't we see it? You did if you play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. What? Yup. So they released uh, that message from from Palpatine on Fortnite as a promo. So let me get this straight. They released it in a video game that's not LucasArts, that's not Disney, that's not Star Wars, that has dick to do with Star Wars, that most Star Wars fans, because most Star Wars fans are our age or older, don't play because Fortnite, yes very popular game is more of the younger generation's game it's not an old man game because i mean and it's it what i love about it also is um to take what to piggyback on what you're saying um no one no that's not that's not fair because a lot of the people who are, who are going to play Fortnite did grow up with the prequels i was going to say no oh, one um yeah. who who uh, uh, gives a shit about Palpatine returning uh, is playing Fortnite, but that's not necessarily true. A lot of kids grew up with the prequels, and like those are their Star Wars movies, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 fucking absurd that you get an ex, you get a, a title crawl that is an entire movie, and then the last movie is a movie and a half's worth of content, um, where it's you you get stuff like. Uh, I, there's at least there's yeah there's there's two moments where I was like oh I remember that from Endgame, cool. <laughs> I I just didn't give a shit. I didn't care, <laughs> and it's a bummer. Um, it is. But no, I I I think that um to the to the overall criticism about um character introductions that don't really have payoffs. Um, I think that is a great example of the larger problem of how Disney approached, um, this new trilogy. And I hope that going forward, they, they don't do this. The, the you know, the, 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 the very famous, um, you know, nerd rumor is that, well, George Lucas had 12 movies and then he cut it down to nine and he always had a plan. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He wrote one, and then he wrote another one, and then he co-wrote another one, 
And then he wrote another one. And then later on, he wrote more. Um, There was like a loose framework for more. Yeah. The, but like the, the vaguest. Yeah. Um, and so you 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 get a lot of, you know, and, and, and to actually to go back to what y'all were talking about with Lost, Lost and Battlestar Galactica are two shows that didn't really have proper outlines. Um, they were writing episode to episode, which is not something that is typically done because of exactly what you were talking about with Lost, where... Um, you start writing yourself, like painting yourself into corners and not knowing how to approach certain things because your internal logic is all fucked up because you haven't mapped it out. Um, uh, I'm, I'm saying a lot of things without saying much. The, the <laughs> biggest problem with the new Star Wars movies is much like the old ones, there wasn't a proper concrete outline of what needs to happen, which couldn't be more true than when you have, um, or more obvious than when you have uh, uh, the Palpatine reveal uh, of Rey's parentage in Rise of Skywalker coming on the heels of um, uh, uh, Last Jedi. And, like, you can make the argument that, oh, well, you know, Kylo thought that, so it's not that he he lied. That is clearly a rewrite. That is obviously a rewrite um, because... J.J. Abrams doesn't understand the point of subtext, which isn't even subtextual, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, I, I don't. I, a friend of mine said it very well. The Force Awakens is an homage. The Last Jedi is a critique. And Rise of Skywalker is fan fiction. Yeah. No, you know, these, these movies don't really stand on their own. Um... Be, but, but that makes sense. Like the entirety of the Star Wars stuff has been about, you know, building a giant narrative, barring the very first movie. Um, so everything is a callback to everything else to some degree. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy The Force Awakens. I love The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker's movie I've seen twice and maybe at some point I'll watch it again. I want to... I want to take something that you said and, and kind of play with it for just a second. Um, I think I mentioned this to you in a phone conversation once that the rise of Skywalker feels like if you, if you had a giant box that you found in your basement full of star Wars toys and you give it to your nine year old nephew and you're like, have at it kid create a movie with all of these action figures and all of these cool like ships that you can fly around and stuff like that. It there's, there's so much. And like, they feel like, Oh wait, you know what? We forgot to do something with this character. So let's go ahead and do it like that. And let's, uh, let's throw this in there too. Oh, you know what I really liked from the old trilogy? Palpatine. Well, Palpatine hasn't really have a presence in the, uh, in the new trilogies at all. You know what? I'll make him have a presence. They had an old Palpatine figure in the box. Yeah, exactly. Well, my, oh, crap, I broke my Snoke figure. All I got left is this Palpatine one. We're going to have to make it work, I guess. That's it's what we're going to have to use. It's the end of the Lego movie. It's a dad <laughs> and his son like making up a story on the fly with all yeah. the toys they have in front of them. Basically. And like it was – you could almost feel in the film animosity between – Ryan Johnson and JJ Abrams. I don't even know if that's possible to feel that, but I feel, you know, maybe I have the oh, force. Fuck. Yeah. I don't know. 
But like you can tell that J.J. Abrams did not like what Ryan Johnson did. And where's Rose Tico in 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 nine at all? Exactly. Like where where is every plot line just immediately yeah. dropped? <laughs> she's busy fixing hyperdrives the whole time. She's really busy the whole movie. Like she's got a lot of shit to Super do. Busy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck man. Like and same thing with Finn. Finn just got like hosed. I'm so with you on that, Steve. Like Finn just got left out to dry. And the one thing. So let's do this real quick. Um. We'll each do a thing that we love and a thing we hated about the trilogies. Like, and it can be from a very specific movie. It, can, it, it, whatever you want. So, I'll give you one that I loved. I loved the way they played Luke in Last Jedi because it made sense. It, it, it really did emotionally because I heard a lot of people say, "Oh, well, this is not my Luke Skywalker." Did you not watch any of those movies? Because the one thing, and I wrote this in my in my review of it, I said that the one thing that you see throughout the trilogy, the original trilogy, is that whenever Luke delves a little bit into the dark side, there are some serious repercussions. So, like, think about Return of the Jedi. Like, Vader baits him into that fight where he's like, all right, well, if you're not going to turn, I'm going to get that sweet-ass sister of yours. I'm going to turn her. And Luke flips his shit. And he cuts off his dad's hand. And he's like, fuck, what have I done? And the Emperor's like, hey, turn to the dark side. Luke's like, nope. And he's like, okay, I'm going to shock the shit out of you for like an hour, dude. <laughs> that every time Luke gets a taste of the dark side, really bad shit happens. So what happens when he's training his nephew to be a Jedi? A little bit of the dark side slips in. Just a, just a skosh, just for a second. He sees Kylo laying there. Or at this point, he's Ben Solo. He sees him laying there and he's like, this kid is filled with the dark side. Lights his saber up to kill him. And in just that one split second of the dark side taking over for just a quick second, he's like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And then Ben Solo freaks the fuck out. And we have that fantastic Rashomon callback, by the way. Like, you see the three different perspectives. Like, here's what one person saw, here's what the other, and here's somewhere in the middle. And it it crumbled his entire Jedi Academy just because of a little bit of the dark side. So... At this point, he sees this and he's like, well, what do I do? What if I just cut myself off in the force completely? I take myself, the only Jedi left, you know, and I take myself out of the equation. Well, then they can't fuck with me. I can't be used as a pawn. I can't cause any more damage than I've already caused. And like that made sense because that's as you get older, you think of things like that. You don't just think selfishly. You don't think, well, you know what? I'm going to take my laser sword and I'm going to go kill every single damn stormtrooper. No, you pull yourself back and you're like, I need to do what's smart, not what's satisfying. And like, it was, it was such a great thing. But then at the end, he realizes he was wrong. And he's like, no, I was wrong. And then does like the most Jedi shit ever. He does like the ultimate like conference call, Zoom call that's ever been done. Doesn't even show. He's not even there. That's how fucking powerful he is. He's projecting himself across the goddamn universe and like never so much as even swings his lightsaber. Like nothing aggressive, all defense. It, like it is exactly what Yoda said. A Jedi uses the force for knowledge and defense, never for attack. And what did he do? It was knowledge. It was defense. It was trying to appeal to Kylo and say, I failed you. I'm sorry. And if you keep doing this, I'm going to I'm going to haunt you, bro. Just like your dad. Like that was 
completely satisfying. Would I have liked to seen him hop on a Star Destroyer and just be like a tornado of green lightsaber, like just just cutting through bitches? Yes, absolutely. But it doesn't make sense. Well put. Well put. I, I, yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what did I hate? Um, I hated that they did shit without explaining it. I hated that that Ryan Johnson did that thing with Leia and the Force and like her coming back into the ship without us knowing that she had been trained in the Force, that she had been training with Luke. That's like the only rewrite that that JJ did in Rise of Skywalker that I actually appreciated. Was that like okay? At least now we understand this one thing that happened there. But that there was a lot of that throughout the movies, where we just don't get enough backstory, like. Like like I mentioned, you know, like Lando's like, shit, I was on an adventure with Luke. Well, why the fuck didn't we know about that? Like there was just so much left out that could have been could have made it better. We still have no clue how Maz Katana got Luke's old lightsaber. Oh, that's a story for another day. No, I want to know that fucking shit now. Tell me, <laughs> like, how did you get that? Like, They're like, didn't... buy my book. Yeah, right. Like... That's what they really meant in that. <laughs> It just irritates me because, like, there, there was so much potential, so much good. And, like, why did this move? Why did these three movies, which took how long did it? When did um, Force Awakens come out? 2015. So, uh, was it five years for all three movies? 2015, yeah. Okay. Why did they wait until the very, very end to reveal why Ray was as powerful as she was? I mean, like, and it's not even in the third movie until like way late. And like, it's just because like this. They hadn't decided what it was gonna be until the end. Bullshit. <laughs> I think I said this to you as well, Rambo. It felt like very dismissive. It's like, it's, it was like somebody was just like telling you this like offhand while they were eating an apple. It's like, yeah. well, hey, why, is, <laughs> why is Ray so powerful? Ah, oh, she's Palpatine's granddaughter, chomp. Like, yeah, no, yeah, it was, yeah, it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's no big deal. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's fucking uh, uh, Chris Pine Kirk and the Kobayashi Maru. Oh uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, yeah, she just ran into uh, fucking that guy. <laughs> <laughs> pew pew pew. <laughs> Another fucking J.J. Abrams movie again. He's just. <laughs> It's it's like it's like somebody told J.J. Abrams, hey, have you ever met this guy, Mike Lunsford? And he's like, no. He's like, you know what things he loves the most more than anything else? Star Wars and Star Trek. And he's like, I'm going to fuck both of them up. <laughs> like... <laughs> and again, the first one. OK. Yeah. All right. I see where you're setting some stuff up and yeah. it's it's different. We're in and we're in a whole new world here. And then from there, it's kind of like, oh, and oh. the second. Yeah. Yeah, the second one started off great. Really cool idea. And then it was like, oh, we got to finish this script today. Uh, let's just steal the ending of Wrath of Khan and smash it up with Nemesis. Yeah, fuck, why not? Sure, cool. Yeah, but what everyone, if Spock was Kirk and Kirk was Spock? <laughs> what if Spock was Kirk and Kirk was Spock? <laughs> Fucking dumb shit. Oh, god damn it. And Benedict Cumberbatch. Let's have him be an Indian guy. Why not? <laughs> Ricardo I mean, Matuban made a great Indian guy. I was gonna say, like, they they, they got the Latino guy <laughs> to play the Indian guy. <laughs> that I, whole thing was a fucking cl- I, it was just such a fucking mess. I think with his accent though, with Ricardo Matuban's accent, nobody cared. 
It was so like he's he, he just oozes charisma so much that he's just like, yes, I am an Indian Sikh. My name I, is Khan Nguyen Singh. And you're like, yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> yeah, He's like Lando. He could pretty much say anything. And you're like, yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy whatever you're selling, dude. That's I, mean, cool. I remember when when they were first talking about that movie coming out, uh, everybody's like, obviously, they're doing Wrath of Khan. They're like, no, we're not. Um, uh, Benicio del Toro was was somebody who was being uh, uh, shopped around to play Khan uh, because it was a callback to the fact that they had a Hispanic actor play an Indian character. And it's like, all right, I mean, we can do one of two things. We can acknowledge that, or we can just do the right thing. And they're like, why would we do the right thing? Um, <laughs> they're like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> hold up. <sighs> yeah. All right. So Rambo, um, Give me something you loved about these movies um, or one of these movies and then something you, you fucking hated. I fucking, yeah. You, you, I mean, honestly, you, you kind of took mine. Um, it, so in that case, I'll, I'll go much smaller. I, I absolutely love the way the Luke is portrayed in the movies. I honestly believe that anyone who doesn't understand that isn't willing to consider the fact that the opinions you have now are different than the ones you had five years ago. So the idea that someone wouldn't change at all in 30 years is fucking absurd. Um, but yeah, one of the things I, I remember, and, and even when I, I, I rewatched, we did a, a rewatch of the, of the new stuff pretty recently because there's nothing to fucking do. Um, I was still really impressed with the way Kylo Ren is in, introduced the first thing he does or, or, or one of the things he does um, is to freeze a blaster bolt. Yeah. And just sits there in the air. And that's not a thing we'd seen before. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's kind there. Of, it's kind of a badass. That is a the pretty dope whole issue. conversation. The whole time he's talking to Poe, it's just sitting there floating in the air. And you're like, what the fuck? This dude is just so casually doing this. That's really cool. And then he leaves and then it, and then it fucking lands. Um, yeah, I thought that was fucking dope. Uh, and, and it, 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 even knowing what I know about the character, it held up to a rewatch, um, which I thought was really cool. Um, I don't know. Thing I hated in so much as I just didn't like it. Um, I don't, I don't actively hate much, uh, uh, but the whole Abrams missing the fucking point of the second movie in the trilogy. Um, IE, uh, she's secretly a Palpatine. The end of the last Jedi is specifically saying it doesn't matter where you come from. Everyone has the potential to be great. Yes. The last shot is one of the little slave boys. <laughs> casually using the force to pick up a broom. This person has not had any Jedi training. This person has never met a Jedi. This person hasn't even encounter, encounter anybody who can say definitively, this is what the force is and this is how it works. Yeah. And there's so much power. There's so much potential in that last image of him looking up into the sky. And 
Abram's shit all over the head with that third movie. He's yeah. like, no, no, um, there's only like a dozen people in the entire known universe that have any kind of force powers, and oh. they're all related. And, that, and you must pick one of their last names. And you have to pick one yeah, of them. You okay. gotta pick one of them. I just, um, I'm, I'm with you, and man, like, I've written about this before in, in the various Star Wars articles that I've written on GGR. Like, I loved the idea that the, the Force was not, um, it, it, I'm trying to think of the right word here. As Luke says it, he's like, the, the Jedi, the Force does not belong to the Jedi. There you go. Yeah. He says it and, in the film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like more so like that. It's, there it is. I, I thought of the word. The force is not an aristocracy. It's yeah. not about it's not about a certain select few blue bloods that have this thing. Anybody can have it. And like that's what I thought was what we were doing with the force in the original trilogy. That like it. the reason why Luke was so powerful was because of one, this heritage, but two, because he worked hard and because he had to like he had to struggle like that was part of it. And then the prequels blow that to shit, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, nah, it's it's magic STD, um, <laughs> or some or some shit. We don't know." Like, I love little... the way that that's been like retconned, uh, not yeah. officially but fan wise, of saying, "No, no, no, midichlorians don't give you the force. It was a they're misunderstanding." <laughs> yes, they they are you know sucked in by people who are strong with the force, and it was a false correlation that or. Yeah. The the the, the really? old Jedi in the Republic thought it was causation, but it was correlation. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's a very slick retcon, um, where yeah, they're just no 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 yeah, yeah it doesn't come from them. They're just attracted to it, so it's an easy someone, way to track that. <laughs> someone much smarter than the writers came up with that. That's that's well, what's funny a, about it too. Somebody like... somebody who who really loves this and really cares about it and really took the time to think about it. I I don't want to take I don't want to. It's easy for us to sit here and Monday, Monday morning quarterback this whole thing. Um, and making movies is really fucking hard. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I don't want to give the impression that I, I think that, you know, Abrams is some hack or that nobody put any kind of effort into these movies. Um, but there there is something to be said for being able to sit all the way back take a look at everything that's there and then make a couple of decisions to make, you know, make things fit here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it just, it, I'm with you Rambo man. And I, I fucking loved that scene at the end of last Jedi. And then they didn't pay it off because that was something that I really liked. I liked that Ray was a nobody because that meant that the force did not choose favorites. And I, I wrote this. I wrote a god. I wrote a whole article about who Ray is, and I, and I posited that she's the chosen one, not that she's reincarnated Anakin Skywalker, but the chosen one is a thing that the Force creates in a vacuum. So like, hey, the dark side's really fucking powerful, and we don't have anything because the most powerful Jedi on the face of the universe eh, just decided to turn his Force off. So the universe is like, fuck, we need something. So let's choose this girl in the desert. Why? Well, because she's pure of heart. One, two, um. She's a survivor. She lives in the goddamn desert on her own in a fucking abandoned ATAT. Uh, not only that, she's got some pretty dope skills because she's got this staff that she's learned how to fight with. So, like, it chose her. That's why she's the chosen one. Like, 
again, I'm not saying J.J. Abrams is a dick or anything like that, but I'm just saying, like, doesn't that make a little bit more sense than, or, like, at least is a little more satisfying than saying, oh, yeah, she's the granddaughter of some fucking wrinkly old turd that died in the the third movie. Like, and that's the other thing, too, is why do you have to keep going back to these villains? Like, couldn't Kylo Ren have been the big bad in rise of skywalker and make it just as satisfying like about his descent into darkness like i don't now i'm just going off on a tangent here i didn't even give chance steve a chance yeah. to talk about the things that he wants to <laughs> well you know what you mentioned kylo ren and, and the first thing that i loved about the films was specifically kind of adam driver's portrayal of the character yeah. i think the reason in last jedi they showed how buffy was to prove that his shoulders could carry this trilogy because <laughs> he was the best part of the whole darn thing um and and from a character standpoint because i think he had the most probably developed uh character in in the three in that he desperately wanted that what 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 rambo and you guys specifically said was that you know it's not about bloodlines it's not about um the name that you have his whole thing was like yeah it is yeah it is i'm darth vader's you know, grandson, it's important to me that it this matters and that he wanted to live up to that. And when he finally kind of gave that junk up and he kind of had that heart to heart with his dad and everything, I felt like that was a nice, you know, play to the story. But the problem is, is that that kind of decent arc had a lot of dissonance with what ended up happening with everyone else in the story. Um, you know, Ray's whole thing, like you said, in Last Jedi was set up that she is nobody, whereas Ben is trying so hard to prove that he is one of these chosen few. And it drove him nuts that some nothing junk, you know, person could be as powerful and maybe even more powerful than him. Um, and she's not a Palpatine. She's not a Kenobi. She's not a Skywalker. She's just someone, you know, who who's courageous and, and pure of heart. Um, and I, that's the I'm getting into the part that I didn't like. Um, and then flipping the script and saying, like, oh, no, she's a Palpatine. That's why she's so strong. And you're just doing, like, Skywalker versus Palpatine again. Um, haven't we done a storyline where the descendant of the evil person was a good person? Oh, yeah, it was Luke and Darth Vader. We've done that before. <laughs> um, and I like the, uh, but the idea. But exactly symmetry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like they rhyme, right? You know, I, 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 where have I heard that before? Who have I heard say that before? Um, it's like poetry. It's like they rhyme. Uh, God, so like, but like that's that's you know the that's what I meant by like stuff is being left on the table because there's these threads of really cool storytelling, um, and then I don't need Luke to rebuild the Jedi Order and and kind of back to Mike what your your problem was with about and we were talking about like Luke and and yeah yeah in 30 years he can be different I think a lot of that influence in the fans who didn't like the direction that Luke took. Are, are people like myself to a degree, and I'm not saying I had a problem with Luke, but um, people who had read Luke in the post-Return of the Jedi Legends books, because that Luke is pretty dramatically different than the Luke that was portrayed in these films. And I think people who had this idea of who Luke was post-Jedi um, and, and seeing how different that Luke is they had a hard time justifying like, well, this is Legends Luke and this is Canon Luke. You can have both. It's fine. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I'm not here sitting like, why is it Thrawn there? Like, I, I love <laughs> Thrawn, but, you know, this is a different continuity. This is a different set of stories. I don't need it to be one for one. I would like to have seen that back in the 80s or in the 90s, but 
that didn't happen. So this is what we have. Let's make it awesome. And there was some pieces there. And it, that's what disheartened me is because some people had great storylines like Kylo Ren. Um, some people started with one. Like I even kind of liked where they were starting with Hux, you know, where he's like, he's a true believer, right? He's the one who's thinking like everyone else out there is scum. First Order knows what's up. You know, <laughs> Borg like resistance is futile. Either join us or you're dead. Um, and then he turned into a clown, you know, in the in 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 the follow-ups and stuff. And I'm like, geez, you just started off with so much potential and so little of it carried through. But the part I loved was, I feel like they at least did Kylo Ren some justice. I will say this though, there's two things I really loved about Hux. Like, I, I loved how the actor and I never can pronounce his name correctly um, was so afraid that he was going to spoil Rise of Skywalker when he was reading the script because he was going to like talk in his sleep or some shit and, like, <laughs> I, I, I liked that we got a little bit of like like levity with it it's like oh you know hey this is the thing I'm scared about but like I loved how at first Hux was a mole he was he was the one feeding information and, like, if you were going to go with, and just a little bit of tease for our second episode when we go into how we would fix these. If it was him trying to overthrow Kylo, that's kind of cool. But, man, did it, it's almost like that idea was written by Ryan Johnson. And J.J. Abrams was that guy who shot Hux in the chest with the blaster. No, no, we're not using that idea. Fuck that. And just shot him. And I was like, what a waste of a good character. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I did also love um, Poe in um, Last Jedi when he's just talking shit to him. <laughs> he's like, it's <laughs> a message for General Hux about his mom. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> it was so great. And what made me mad is, again, people, tone deaf people who don't know Star Wars, saying, like, oh, it didn't make sense and the humor was off and it was weird. And, like, we're talking about a movie, like, a movie series where a guy apologizes to Darth Vader and he chokes him out. And as the guy's dying, he goes, apology accepted, Captain Nita, as he walks away. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're talking about a movie series where in Rogue One, as he's choking the shit out of a dude, he goes, don't choke on your ass. Oh, I fucking love that. <laughs> I, I love to... that line so much. Oh, it was so great. In like... the original trilogy, the disdain that every other character has for C-3PO. Yes. is a running joke through all of it. It's against my programming to impersonate a deity. And you just, you can see Han Solo slash Harrison Ford just being like, oh my God, I hate yeah. you so much. Like yeah. there's comedy riddled through all of it. Yeah. It, it's... Han, Han reply, Han in, uh, 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 in Stormtrooper armor answering the, the incoming call. <laughs> Hi, we're fine. We're but all yeah. fine here. How yeah. Where, where do jokes belong in these, in this series? This is serious uh, space shit. Like we don't have room. <laughs> <laughs> this is serious space shit. Uh, <laughs> I got a new title for this episode. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it, it's. I'm reading. I'm reading like my thoughts on Luke Skywalker article right now, and I, I remember that I had this great back and forth between Luke and, and, and Vader. Yes, I'm patting myself on the back for shit that I wrote. I don't give a fuck, okay? 
it's it's the scene where they're in the elevator in Return of the Jedi and Luke's talking to Vader and he goes, Luke, Luke says to Vader, what was it like being a Jedi father? And Vader's like, oh, it was dope. I fought robots. I killed giant monsters. I cut off an old man's head. It was lit. And, and so was I, like lit on fire. That's why I got to wear this heavy ass suit. And Luke says, oh, Obi-Wan didn't mention that part. And Vader goes, yeah, he's kind of a dick. And Luke says, I know, right? He tried to tell me that Vader betrayed and murdered your father was a certain point of view. And Vader goes, point of view? He cut my fucking legs off and left me there to die after I caught on fire. (laughs) Fantastic. Yes. Yes. Praise me. I'm wonderful. Um, Mike's deleted scenes. Mike's deleted scenes. That's the other thing, too, man, is like J.J. Abrams has enough like swag like that he could have just looked at Disney and been like, look, I need two fucking movies, man. Like, wouldn't that have made Rise of Skywalker just, I don't know, like a little bit better if we had gotten a second movie and like they were able to stretch this shit out instead of cramming everything into it? Because if you found out that Ray was a Palpatine, like, I don't know, halfway through the third one, and then you have all of the fourth one for her to figure out what the fuck she's doing, I feel like that would have made it a little bit more satisfying. Well, like, did you guys, uh, you know, kind of get up on the duel of the fate stuff that that came out a little while ago, and like, what was it? Colin Trevorrow is that how you pronounce his last name? What was like, what he was intending to do? With oh the yeah, film. yeah. It's just very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the whole the whole thing is frustrating, and you know what? What if we rewrote this? As a matter of fact. We got another episode for you guys. We're going to do that. And the episode that follows this one. So thank you for listening to us bitching about Star Wars. Um, Or, you know, serious shit in space, as we're going to call this episode. Um, I want to thank James Rambo. I want to thank Steve Monick for their contributions to this wonderful podcast that we're doing. Guys, check us out. We're on all of the various streaming sites, but you can check out the website. There's tons of articles. You can read all the ones that I mentioned that I wrote about Star Wars. If you go to greatgeekrefuge.com. We've also got t-shirts we've got stickers if you go to redbubble.com you can check out all of our stickers they're just search ggr same thing with teespring we have our own store we have a ggr store for all of the various t-shirts that we have so go check those out pick one up they're only 20 bucks i made them as affordable as i possibly could so thanks to everybody that's part of our great geek refuge family thank you guys for listening and for all of us here at the great geek refuge uh, make sure you're washing your hands make sure you're wearing your masks Try to be as nice to people as you possibly can. This is trying times that we're living in. And of course, don't be a juice bag. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production juice bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!